recording going live. It's the ninth, which is spooky. Ask the podcast coach for April 9th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there, look at him. He's sitting right there. He's out there in uh, Nebraska, the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always great to be with you on a Saturday morning and a little chilly Saturday morning, but uh, it's warm here at Ask the Podcast Coach, so looking forward to this morning. Jim, it's chilly there in uh, Nebraska. One way to, of course, to uh, warm yourself up is get some coffee, and that coffee, of course, is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. I saw uh, Patrick Keller from bigseance.com had a problem where his webmaster did something and maybe might have messed up his podcast. And one of the ways you do that is by having a webmaster, a graphic person that's also a podcaster. And that's one of the uh, like side benefits of having Mark as your graphic designer is he is a podcaster. He's not going to accidentally shoot your website in the foot. And uh, he's going to take the time to listen to your podcast, check out your website, and really understand kind of how you want to present yourself, because that's really what branding is all about. And so I know every time I upload my logo and my headshot to anytime I apply to talk or anything like that, I'm so proud to upload the uh, logo for the School of Podcasting. And of course, he did the one for Ask the Podcast Coach. And uh, boy, the minute and the 10 seconds already. I could talk about Mark forever. podcastbranding.co is where you can find Mark. And of course, that uh, sexy little mug you got there, uh, Jim. Yeah. Is yeah from- big thanks to Dan LeFeb over there based on a true story podcast at two, based on a true story podcast.com. You know, I was mentioning last week, his newest episodes on Tesla and, and the guy, the, the, right. not the car, but the guy. And uh, I didn't realize this, but he was born. Um, Nikola Tesla was born during a lightning storm. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Like, that is. The, the guy who had worked with electricity was born during a lightning storm. So anyways, Dan's got that all. His latest episode, uh, 201 with Richard Munson. Check it out based on a true story podcast.com. Here's a fun question. What this week, did you learn something new on a podcast? The, oh, wait a minute. we got somebody popping in. So we might come back to that question because the answer is really depressing. But, uh, you knowing me, love everybody's favorite coroner. It is the one and only Darren Dake. How are you, buddy? Well, I think I'm muted. Uh, no, you're not. We hear you fine. Okay, so I can't hear you, but you can hear me. Shake your head, yes? Yes. Okay, perfect. I just got a quick thing. Thank you guys for joining me on. Um, of course, as everybody, we love you guys. But you're talking about Mark the coach, and I wanted to just give a shout-out to Mark. Now, here, here's what Mark did. I had him look at my podcast branding, and he said, you know, I wouldn't change anything. I can charge you money, but I think it's perfect the way it is. And I don't want to take your money for nothing. I think that's integrity. So then I said, all right, I've got my Academy website that needs some changing. Can you jump in there and look at that and see if you can change it? He's totally revamped our Academy website. He's done our email forwards. 
He's done all of that and has done a fantastic job. And um, if I have questions, he answers them. And I just, I'm done with the project. We've got a few things finishing up. And I wanted to make sure I jumped in and gave Mark some, uh, you know, real life reviews, not just that he's, <laughs> he's paying for a spot on your show. Um, he absolutely is fantastic. Absolutely is fantastic. So there you go. Some love for Mark, which is even better. Okay. So back to, um, Anyway, going back to my original question, I did not know this, um, and it's it's now. You, have you ever done this live, Jim, where you start something and you go, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have gone down this road." Oh, like every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I found out that Henry Ford, who I've quoted oh. in many classes, you know, whether you think you're right or you think you're wrong, you're right. And I learned in school that he was the like grandfather of the assembly line. Yeah. Also, yeah. apparently, a giant anti-Semite. Like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, I did not learn that in school. And I was like. Well, it's a good lesson to, like, you got to do some research. We, we live in a just a retweet or a repost or a re, like, we get a quote and we just, we, re, you know, we, we blast it out. And it's like, I mean, that's okay. But you might want to do a little bit of research on the quote oh. before you send it out, right? Well, here's the thing, too. This is. um kind of a thing and i want to get into a whole media bashing but i fell into the trap and that is trying to be first with the information you can be first or you can be like correct and so i remember one night it was online i was actually recording a podcast and this headline comes out you know uh spotify has removed all these episodes from joe rogan and I got all upset and started screaming about freedom of speech and blah, blah, blah. Went over, wrote a medium post kind of saying, hey, who's next? If they're taking down Joe, you're next. And then it comes out later, apparently, per Spotify, that Joe took them down. And it was after he did his apology. But I was like, and I don't know who, you know, I didn't right. do any. I didn't, And there was a, um, I want to say it was The Wire or The Newsroom or something with uh, Jeff Daniels in it. And they had a thing where they wouldn't go with a story until they got it uh, like two sources, two yeah. reliable sources. And so you mean like journalism? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. And so that's one of those things where, uh, you know, I was too busy trying to like, oh, people are going to yeah. be looking for this. I'm going to get it online first. I'm first. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I was first, but I was not entirely accurate. And uh, well, we live in a clickbait world now and there's just so much of it. And I mean, headline optimization is a real thing to get people to view it. And then, you know, <laughs> there, uh, sometimes when I'm talking with Ed Sullivan on the weekends, you know, he's like, well, Jim, he'll, he'll read, he'll say something, he'll read an article headline and he'll, I, I'd be like, really? He's like, well, that it's in the headline, right? I mean, it's gotta be true. So I think sometimes we just take the headlines as, you know, Oh, this is, this is what's happening. And you're like, well, like we should yeah. probably read a little more into these. Slow down just a little bit. Read well, into it. A little bit. And somebody was mentioning that so many of the larger media sources, you click on the headline and you're instantly hit with, okay, you have to sign up to read the rest of this article. So people aren't clicking through because they're tired of, of that. And, uh, Hey, let's, let's bring him on. Um, let me, let me bring this up. Uh, the one and only Chris Kermitzos. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It, 
<laughs> I looked down and I was like, hey, my phone's ringing. Hey, it's Chris. We'll bring him on. Uh, and uh, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. How's how's everything in the land of uh, PodFest coming up next month? Oh, it's getting insane in a good way. We have people from all over coming uh, to Orlando, Florida this year. So we're we're excited to bring back uh, everybody. We did, As you know, we did a small event last year, and it was a lot of fun, but excited to bring back the expo size this year. Yeah, it'll be fun. I know coming from just any live event, I've had two last month, and it's so great to see people in person. And, of course, I saw you there, so that was cool too. Uh, but uh, can I call you when the show's over? Absolutely. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Bye. <laughs> All right. There you go. The one and only Chris commits us. Um, was he calling you? Yeah. Was that a phone call? Yeah. Nice. Well, I am. Um, I know what he's calling about, too, is there was somebody due to health reasons that backed out of what they were doing at PodFest. So he had texted me. He said, hey, can you do kind of a beginning podcast thing? And I was like, yeah, I, I think I can handle that. So it'd be fun. DR says, uh, I've been listening to Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. I'm learning lots of classic SNL stuff. That would be cool. That was the one thing that was cool about uh, Will Ferrell at Podcast Movement is he gave the behind the scenes of the cowbell skit and explained how it didn't work the uh, the first time. And then uh, the real Kevin Richardson had, I didn't know this was a thing. I learned about pickleball. Did not know there was a thing called. Are you familiar with pickleball? Oh yeah, pickleball is really popular right Did, now. Now, does it involve an actual? Does is there, not involve pickles? No, okay, no pickles were harmed. No pickles were harmed in the process of that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what? Okay. Well, that's well. Uh, and again, he said I I looked into it, and it turns out there are a ton of them. I think it's like squash. I think it's like that. You ever played squash? The game. I think it's an indoor ball game of some kind. You can you can Google it later, but I don't know all the rules. But I just know for a while. I remember indoor volleyball was fun because you could play off the walls. That was fun. Um, But uh, and if you haven't watched since we're doing like what have I watched um, on Hulu, they now have Man in the Arena, which is kind of the Tom's Tom Brady. It's like a nine series, but it's just interesting. Uh, I always say there are times in podcasting that, you know, you can do everything right and it's still maybe a matter of timing or just good old fashioned luck. And there are a couple times in that series where he points out, had that ball fallen this way or that way, there's no Tom Brady. Like that would have been the end of his career kind of thing. So there is a, a matter of, of luck involved with that. I did see this question. We haven't really talked about this much. Uh, and that is, he said, hitting a marker on the roadcaster. My show is about to pass 4 million downloads in the next week. I'm putting together an updated media kit and plan to send out to local papers and radio stations. What other ways can I capitalize on this achievement? And my original thought was number one, congratulations on 4 million downloads. I just went over th- for the school of podcasting. I just went over 3 million and that's, that kind nice. of boggles my mind a bit. Yeah. But the thing I found out at least in Akron, Ohio is in 2018, when I went into the hall of fame, not really story worthy. Like mm. I thought it'd be like local guy does good kind of thing and couldn't get nah. So the fact that you have 4 million downloads, may not like i i'm not saying you won't get covered because you might if it's a slow media day but 
in some cases, some people may not see that as like I, I Jay Leno used to say a thing, his jokes when I was watching the, the Pam and Tommy thing. Um, and they were saying, we need to make fun of Pam and Tommy. And he's like, no, it was like aunt Judy and uncle Ben don't know what this is yet. And so when the, mm-hmm. when their sex tape finally went completely public, Jay started making fun of it. And so that's the case where you got 4 million downloads, but I'm not sure uncle Ben and aunt Judy know. Uh, that's, that's a good question. I would love to see if he gets any traction. Now with 4 million, I mean, your audience is, that's pretty good size then. If yeah. I, I guess it depends how many episodes you have. Right. I have 4 but million got, episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They're each one minute long. How would that, how would that work? Anyways, the you've got an opportunity i think at that point to engage your nation your audience your group who whatever you call them right and get them doing things for you that's that's really the next step of influence is getting finding the influencers in your group and then turning them loose in their groups and uh and i, and I think you know, the the only other way i can think of in this situation dave is to buy advertising <laughs> like I don't, I don't know why we're so like, people just miss that. They're like, well, I've done all the free things. Okay. Well now it's time to buy it. Like if this is what real businesses do when they want business, <laughs> they buy advertising. Yeah. And so if you want to, I think if you want to do more, if you want to reach more people, you're going to have to pony up a little bit of cash and buy some advertising. So I, I don't, I don't know why that's so hard for I people. Movie I, it's hard for me because I'm cheap and I want to pay for it, but that's if you haven't if you haven't bought advertising yet. That's probably the next thing to do. All right. Well, I I have this clip, and what's sad is I don't remember where it's from, but it's oh, it's from. Uh, now I was going to say it's from Hot Wings or whatever that one talk right now. This is Matt Damon talking about what it's like to make a movie and why the the person had asked him like, hey, you know, it seems like you're not doing as many kind of independent projects anymore. And this is Matt Damon explaining, but listen to how much it costs to make the movie and listen to how much they spend on promotion. I did this movie behind the candelabra and I talked to a studio executive who explained it was a $25 million movie. I would have to put that much into print and advertising, right? To, to market it, um, what we call PNA. So I'd have to put that in PNA. So now I'm in $50 million. I have to split everything I get with the exhibitor, right? Hold the people on. who own the movie theaters. Yep. So I would have to make $100 million before I got into profit. And, and the idea of making $100 million on a story about like this love affair between these two people, yeah, I love everyone in the movie, but I, so that's, a, that's suddenly a massive gamble in a way that it wasn't in the 1990s when they were making all those kind of movies, the kind of movies that I loved and, and the kind of movies that were my bread and butter. I just realized what I did. I taped that off of uh, YouTube or something, and I had this, because I'm like, why is he so fast? Uh, but it, it took him $50 million to make the movie, and then he spent another $50 million on like promotion. So it's it's in the movie world, you know, that's like part half the movie budget is promotion. And I wonder as I saw somebody say in a Facebook group, hey, I'm thinking of doing a single guy ranch show. So it's, you know, they're making cows out of frogs and you know the the old man ranch show. He's like, is that too crowded? And I'm not sure what the answer is anymore. Cuz there are so many podcasts like there's 4 million podcasts, but only 500,000 are active. And so it's hard to say, you know, and I always just say, well, what's the goal? Why are you doing this? If the goal is to get the word out there, then 
jump on in. The water's fine. If the goal is to make money, going back to your point, I, I, I think we're going to be approaching soon if we're not there already. If you want to get some exposure for your show, you're going to have to start paying for some Facebook ads or something like yeah. that. And yeah. uh, we have the, the number one spy uh, uh, man, spy man, and, and as well as <laughs> Torpreneur King, the one and only Shane Whaley. Shane, Shane, easy for me to say, Shane Whaley. How are you, buddy? Good morning, David and James. How are you? Good. I have a, it's You're, rare I can join live because you, you pick a time which in England is when our football is on. Uh, so it's uh, it's half time right now. We get 15 minutes and I've been dying to ask you a question. So I thought I would jump on. Uh, um, so I was very fortunate. Uh, a Sunday Times journalist who is a listener and contributor to, to Spybury uh, created a wonderful piece of content. It was 125 spy authors ranked by his favorites. And not just a list. There was commentary, observations, insights, recommendations of book. So it's great for Google SEO juice. It's been great for the communities, create a lot of buzz. And what I want to do is on the podcast side of things, I now want to host almost having him on the show with a panel of other spy geeks who know their stuff and having an audience so they can ask questions. So something similar to what I guess we're doing here mm-hmm. on Ask the Podcast Coach. But this is not familiar territory for me. I do an interview show, so I've never kind of done something that's, I, I want to make it live. Um, I want people to be able to ask questions or comment during that one hour discussion. What do you think is the best platform for that? What do you think? I'm thinking, I, I love StreamYard. It's yeah. a, it's a different skill set because for me, I still have a hard time not going like a hundred percent squirrel like I'll be halfway through a sentence and like, Oh wait, Kim said this. And then I'm off to the races. So I kind of have to learn to pick my times when I go to the chat room and then scroll up and down. And it's usually when Jim is saying something, which is fun because I'm trying to listen to what Jim is saying. And in the event I need to respond to his response. So that's kind of tricky. And then I think something that Ray does good on uh, the podcasters roundtable is making sure everyone's involved in the conversation. Because we tell people before we go live, look, just jump in and interrupt each other. This is yeah. just a conversation. But you always have that one person that doesn't want to be rude. And like, no, no, be rude. Just jump on in. So, uh, Jim, any thoughts on running a panel? And Yeah, panels are hard. Uh, not any harder than you know, you're doing a solo podcast in that way. It's Like Dave said, it's just a different skill. I think the key is the moderator needs to make sure they're not trying to also be the subject matter expert in it and that they're passing, like Dave said, they're passing that around and making other, I I find, because I do this a lot with the Gallup work that I do, and I find if my motivation is to make the other person a big deal or the other people big deals, right? This is the difference is if you have a panel, now you're moderating between the conversations. A one-on-one interview, once you kind of figure out how that works, that's pretty easy. But th- three or four at a time, okay, like, you know, passing it around, making sure we're cool. getting, setting the expectations for them. One of so, the things when we're going to do that, we say to them, hey, there's four of you. You, you can't go for five minutes. Like on, a, on an answer, mm-hmm. you got to keep it short. So like some of those kinds of tricks just to kind of keep yeah. it flowing. I guess I've hosted a few panels before and I, and I, I totally understand it. it's a different skill set, yeah. different uh, approach. My question is more, what's the best p- technical platform? This um, one, 
This one's yeah. StreamYard. Yeah, yeah, I think. The only, I think so. The only advantage something like a Zoom webinar, so not like Zoom, the one that we all, you know, jump in and say you're muted, but the actual webinar one, I believe, has the ability to where you put your questions in a question like little box mm. and then the audience can vote them up uh so does crowdcast do, does that's the only feature i can think of that like we don't have here is that little question thing so if you have we could some, do that dave google would allow us to do that in chat room we can we could we could create um surveys here in, in google on youtube oh that's true you could make a survey yeah. but sometimes yeah. somebody will ask a question like yeah can I do this and such and such? And then they'll put it in the question box. Number one, it doesn't get lost in the, the if you have a, yeah. a really uh, full chat room, that can be insane trying to read that. So it kind of like separates the questions from the chat. Uh, and then I know with Crowdcast, I think the other people, like when they go to ask a question, if they see that somebody's already asked it, they can then upvote it so mm. that you end up with the most popular uh, question. But that's one of those you don't know that you need it until you're doing it and you're like, oh man, this chat's out of control. So you almost need, I know when, even with the question box, when Libsyn does a webinar, we have two people from marketing because there are, it doesn't matter how many times you say, please put your questions in the question box, they're putting them in the chat. So we have people in from our marketing team taking those questions that are not in the question box and putting them in the question box. Cause uh, when you get, you know, a hundred plus people on a webinar, your chat just becomes almost unreadable depending on what's going it's, on. It's really helpful to have Shane, a second producer in those yeah. kinds of situations whose sole job it is, is to help monitor chat and do polls. I mean, kind of based on the platform, what's available to him. I wouldn't get too fancy with the platform in, in that kind of setting. If you've got a panel, you really kind of focus on them anyways, and that's enough work in itself. StreamYard does a great job of that. And it just gives you, you know, up to 10, here it's recorded you they've got yeah. it's you know they've got multiple levels that you can pay for based on what you want to do so it's a pretty good Brilliant. platform yeah thank yeah. you I, I appreciate the help yeah miss yeah. eileen says there's polls and jimmy already said you can do those in in google you do them on the youtube side youtube, yeah, the side, YouTube yeah. side yeah and then she yeah. also says the downside of uh, crowdcast is the price yeah that's not yeah it's not a cheap uh, Shane, it's a ton of fun. I, that's that's my favorite way of of doing things. I just I really enjoy a panel, and so if you can do it and pull it off well, don't let the technology get in the way. Don't make yeah. it. Don't let the technology be too gimmicky in that because people are really tuned in to hear what the other people have said. Focus more on the conversation. Yeah, and brilliant. Thank you. And uh, well, I, yeah. I want to back up a quick second because you kind of glossed yeah. over this. So, who is this writer from? So Tim Shipman is the chief political commentator at the Sunday Times in the UK. Okay. And did he mention your show? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So he he um, published this rankings on spybury.com. Oh, nice. And then he wrote an article in the Sunday Times uh, and it referenced Spybury. So my, my traffic just went through the roof. And, and it's interesting. I rarely look at rankings, right? Spybury for me, it's a labor of love. It's a hobby. I rarely go into stats. And I shot up to 14th most popular book podcast in the UK on Apple from something like 200 <laughs> just because of that mention in the Sunday Times. So, but you know, you, you often say this on your show, you know, I celebrate my five year anniversary this month of the podcast. So these things take time. You, you know, you got to keep working at it, showing up, you know, every week and be consistent. And that's when you start to get noticed. There you go. Well, congrats on that. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else we can help you with? 
Just keep on uh, doing what you do. I love listening to the show. Like I say, it's rare I can uh, listen live because, you know, the football's on. Um, but Priorities. I enjoy listening to it. And keep up the good work. All right. Enjoy the rest of the football uh, game. I, ha- I still have my Spyberry <laughs> coaster. I use it every day. So there you go. Thanks, Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Thanks Shane. for jumping yeah. in. All right. Appreciate All right. it. Yeah, great to meet you. I yeah. love he called me James. That's the, he said Dave and James. Did you feel and like you were in trouble? Kind of thing. Whenever some, whenever someone, you know, whenever with a British accent says James, <laughs> I just sound a million times smarter. I don't know. What, I just elevated my existence. So Shane, thanks for, thanks for my day's made. I'm out here. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, uh, holy cow, this time is flying. And, uh, of course, it's time to talk about our awesome supporters, one of which is Shane from spybrary.com and tourpreneur. Dot com And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter and uh, keep the lights on here, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And I uh, need to talk about the Dog Podcast Network. And uh, another James is over there. And, they boy, they have all sorts of shows. I was looking at the titles over there and uh, what to do. I saw one, what to do if the dog adoption goes bad. My brother had a dog that tried to dig in his basement where it's concrete digging through the concrete trying to get to who knows what and uh it it jumped through a screen door it was yeah when the adoption goes bad so if you have a dog and you're walking around the block and you need something to listen to definitely check out dog podcast network it's all dogs all the time so and uh of course this website if you're at askthepodcastcoach.com that is running on PodPage, and I see that a lot. I'm glad to see people are starting to actually talk about PodPage because I see people, hey, I'm trying to do a thing in WordPress or whatever, and everybody's like, ah, just go to trypodpage.com. And uh, that guy right down there, uh, if you would like more James, uh, go to theaverageguy.tv uh, and check out Home Gadget Geeks. Uh, and when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting. And uh, again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And uh, thanks to everybody who is doing that. We do appreciate that. And this is now, to to peel back the curtain, is when I I look over at the chat room and I'm kind of looking for any questions that are going on. Um, Gary Leland is in on Twitter spaces right now. Holy cow, Gary Leland. If you, uh, if anybody on Twitter spaces wants to come up, uh, just raise your hand. We'll, we'll bring you up on stage, but Gary Leland is an OG, uh, first ballot. Um, I think he was one of the first guys in, but I know he's in there with, uh, Adam Curry for being inducted into the podcasters hall of fame. A question we've been casting. I always love to hear what people call. I've seen other people call it potting. Like I've been potting. This person says, this is Bobby. I've been casting for about a month. I can't get my audio dialed in. I either sound good. This is funny. Said the the guys here that have been doing this for a decade. And today, for whatever reason, our audio is a little wacky. Um, I either sound good and then my co-host doesn't or vice versa. Uh, we use GarageBand and I've watched dozens of videos this is the one thing, and it's just driving me crazy. Editing is also crazy for us. They say to record clean, but that's easier said than done. Any suggestions? Uh, what say you, James? You're going to be James for the rest of the show, by the way. Oh, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm okay with that. Usually just my mom calls me that, but that's okay. <laughs> like any, you guys, you guys have been uh, brought into the family. Um, 
So generally, in these kinds of situations, you go back to some basic troubleshooting techniques. So isolate everything down and figure out, okay, why isn't this working right? Let's get the microphone figured out. Like, let's get the connection between the microphone and the computer in GarageBand figured out. Uh, uh, Strip it down to absolutely nothing. Come in completely native as possible. Don't try, don't put any effects, don't put anything between it, don't run any software with the exception of GarageBand. And just try to get it as clean as possible and then try and figure out, okay, do I have good gear? Are my, are my um, uh, cables uh, plugged in properly? Am I, do I have clean power? Like, I think a lot of people underestimate this. They, you know, they've, they're down in the, you know, they're down in their basement or whatever. And they've just, they got a thousand things plugged into the same outlet. And then there's some interference on the line. Well, sound is very susceptible to that. So do you have a clean power? Um, and, and just start isolating, Dave, these things to get it, get it right first in a, in a, you know, from your microphone to the computer. Then begin to add the elements one at a time. This is the disadvantage that you have in why we struggle a little bit um, this morning is you're constantly swapping things out. You're yes. trying different boards. You're trying different mics, right? And you'd like to think you'd have some time, you know, during the week or whatever to troubleshoot all that. But it's not always possible. Um, and, and so keeping, I always tell people, once you've got a good setup, go as long as you can without touching that thing. <laughs> like, don't don't be monkeying with it all the time because that oftentimes causes a lot of problems. Well, the other thing I always recommend is, especially if you're using something with a bunch of knobs, take a picture of it. When you're like, man, that sounded great today, take a picture of it. And if you go, okay, well, we didn't move any of our knobs and it sounds weird today, then that's probably you. And by that, it's like you said, like I'm always swapping out microphones and stuff. Or maybe, you know, last time you were a little closer to your microphone and this time you're not or whatever it is. So uh, that is uh, another thing you can do. And then the other one is practice. Like, I don't know how, like get it right. And then, I don't know, shut everything down maybe. And then Turn it back on and fire it all back yeah, up. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. pretend it's next week and I don't know, but it's it is very weird because as I look at my roadcaster right now, I am you know how you have the little sound meter kind of thing. I am almost coming up to halfway, and yet I'm blasting everybody's head off today. And we don't. That's one of those things I'll be troubleshooting later. But I it's one of those things where yeah. the, the only thing I haven't done, I don't want to do it, is jiggle the USB C cable. That's connecting uh, the roadcaster yeah. mm-hmm. to because that's yeah. one of those. It's just it. It's one of those like logically right now. This makes no sense. Why I'm blasting everybody's head off, but uh, it is well, what it is ca- cabling like like you mentioned. Cabling is often an offender. It's been you know it's 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 wiggled its way to a yeah. halfway position or USB C is actually a terrible plug. Like it it you blow you know you blow on the thing and it comes out like it's not. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, anyways, from a tech, I don't, we, we don't want to get on the, the technical rant of this, but um, the other, the other thing I think some podcasters struggle with is make sure you're on the mic that you think you're on, you know, oh, yeah. you might be on your camera mic. And I am so surprised at the number of people who don't, can't recognize the difference between this kind of mic and a camera mic. And so, you know, I've, I've admitted, admitted this on the show. I've done whole shows where I've been on the, the camera mic and I go back and listen to the recording. I'm like, why didn't you tell me I was on the wrong microphone? And like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I couldn't hear. I'm like, 
seriously, you couldn't hear the difference between this and that. And so, um, check, do things like I'm now on this microphone, (laughs) right? So that, you know, you're getting the taps and some of those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then whenever possible, don't touch anything. I realized one of the coolest setups I saw one time was pretty interesting. Somebody took an ironing board and like a man's belt and they, they had a couple belts and they just tied everything to this, uh, ironing board. And when they were done, they would just fold up the ironing board and everything was still like on the board. Cause these belts held it in place. And then they like stuck it in a closet or whatever. And then, uh, when it was time to podcast, they just brought it back out, set up the ironing board, plugged in the mics and they were up and going. And I was like, it's kind of ingenious. Cause that's, I realized not everybody can like leave the podcast studio up when it's your dining room table. They're like, Hey dad, we need to eat. Can you move your stuff? You know, I realize, and when you start moving it, but that was a way to kind of move it. And unless there was something in the closet that was hitting the knobs, in theory, everything was going to stay where it was. And I was like, that's a pretty ingenious idea. So, um, uh, it always cracked me up in the early days of podcasting when folks would go into their closets. Yeah. Like they would, you know, claw to get this great sound. And then you would listen to the way they would podcast and they're in the closet because they're all in this enclosed space. They talk like this. <laughs> so I'm in the, you know, cause it's like they're in this super quiet space and their, their cadence would change and their, their style would change. And I mean, if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for the real quiet, <laughs> you know, kind of here I am in the closet and I don't really want anybody hearing me say these things, but um, the the other consideration, of course, in recording is try to get the same. I mean, it's like it's like when you when you shoot video and you're trying to get continuity, getting continuity across your podcast week after week. If you're changing locations all the time, is super hard. One week you sound like you're in one place, and the next week you sound like you sound like you're in the other. So if you can get a dedicated space where you dial that in and kind of leave it then um, th- that that usually is the best way to go. I know not everybody can do that, but that's usually the best way to go. And that is the one and only Scott Sigler, uh, who is a Hall of Fame podcaster. He's the guy that, that combined horror and science fiction, and he was trying to get a book deal, and they're like, you can't combine horror and science fiction. And so he recorded his first podcast in a closet, and there he is reading the uh he's it's it's just him and a mic stand and he's got his script in yeah. front of him and you can uh we have a picture on the screen right now for anybody listening in audio and it's Scott in the closet recording his podcast and I just clicked the wrong button and took Jim out of here. That's not that's I'm not, back. He's back. Um <laughs> DR had asked a question and there's I'll put a link in the show notes. Please, please explain what podcasting two point is. And Dave Jones, I put a link in the chat room to this because they realize they have a branding problem because there's three aspects to podcasting 2.0. One is the RSS spec. So instead of coming out with a whole new thing, they just said, why don't we just take what we have and make it better? So things like, hey, why don't we have a, a link to transcripts that we could put so that if your podcast app supported this technology, People would have a little button that says transcript or uh, can we have a spec so that if our primary audience is in Africa where uh, the bandwidth is insanely expensive, can we have it to where if we uploaded a super low bit rate file that they could 
tell their app, hey, use the low bit rate. And there are all sorts of other features. And then one of those features is the ability to stream Bitcoin to the podcaster. So the longer they listen, the more the podcaster makes. This podcast is Podcast 2.0 enabled in the fact that if you're listening on one of those cool new apps like Castapod or anything else over at newpodcastapps.com, you can actually stream crypto. Now, the fun thing about that is the audience gets to pick how much value you are giving. So some people may be streaming five sats a minute. Now, a Satoshi, one Satoshi, the last time I checked, was point zero 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 four cents. So if you give me a thousand Satoshis, you've basically given me like 50 cents or something like that. It's really, really tiny. That's kind of the downside is it sounds like you're giving me a ton. I gave him a thousand Satoshis. Yeah, that's 50 cents. So that's the other part of it. And then a third part that gets lumped in is podcastindex.org. And that is basically a clone and then some of Apple Podcasts. And the reason that was invented is when people like Joe Rogan and other people that had opinions that weren't always super popular started getting deplatformed. Adam Curry, the guy that one of the guys that invented podcasting was like, huh, that's not the way this is supposed to be. And so their goal is to keep it decentralized so that you can't the the streaming Bitcoin thing is so that you can't go after PayPal and say, hey, you're supporting this uh not so nice person and they can't go after Apple and Spotify and say, remove this person because he said Neapolitan ice cream is the best type and everybody knows it's chocolate and that guy needs to go. So, um, yeah, so that's, I think in a nutshell, does that make sense? Uh, it's kind of what it is. It's, it's explanation. It's really still new, especially the whole Satoshi thing. And the fun part's going to be, uh, it's Dave Jones and Adam Curry are and, and a long a list of other developers that are doing this because they believe in podcasting. They believe that they should, you know, it should be decentralized and make it so that you can't, uh, you know, deplatform somebody. And so it's all donation based, keeping the thing running. And it's all about just they believe in the power of podcasting and they want to see it go. So. Um, I I hadn't heard that explanation on the Bitcoin side. I always just thought it was a little gimmick, you know, like, oh, well, I mean, everybody's doing Bitcoin, so why wouldn't? But that makes sense to that you don't, you know, using Bitcoin so you don't have a, you don't have a, like a PayPal or a Patreon that can get shut down. Well, there was a thing, uh, Podcast Magazine did an article about some of the editors in podcasting. And unfortunately, they just showed a bunch of old white dudes. And there were a lot of females, especially, that were like, hey, F you. Like, you're totally ignoring us. And there are a lot of women in podcasting right now. And so they had a legit point. And so what did they do, which is unfortunate, is they went after Blueberry, who had nothing to do with the article because they were a sponsor in Podcast Magazine. And it turns out that really that wasn't even them sponsoring it. That was an affiliate link uh, that because podcast magazines an affiliate for Blueberry. So they just grabbed an image off of that. So it's a case where when people are upset and there's one thing, some people want to start a dialogue and say, hey, we need to talk about this because you're you're not 
serving everyone here. Uh, and then there are some people that just want to take you down. And how do you take down a magazine? Well, you attack their sponsors. So that's a case where the whole crypto thing, if somebody doesn't like what you say, uh, they're like, I'm going after your sponsors and go, guess what? Don't have any. Ha. So that's the, uh, the fun part of that. So, um, but there's a, a Dave Jones is the, one of the guys behind this and he has an article called podcasting 2.0 is just a vision and the standards to realize it. And he kind of explains what they want to do with podcasting just to, to make it better. So I'll have a link to that out at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash 386. And uh, should we stick with the, uh, the DR board? If this was jeopardy, yeah. Uh, Jim, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go back. I'll take, I'll take DR for 400. Uh, uh, and she says as audio blurs into video and more and more, what do you say to those that say, well, the guests are paid on tonight show and the other TV talk shows. Why not podcasts? <sighs> this is a fun. Why not podcasts? Why 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 can't they be paid on this? This podcasts? is this is where it's my art, man. Yeah my 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 answer is based on my upbringing. Okay, so I grew up kind of poor, and I I remember vividly standing in front of a vending machine going Mountain Dew uh, gas for car. Do I want to make it home or do I want to Mountain Dew? I was like, hmm, you know, and it's like, if this was Friday, I'd be okay, but it's Wednesday. Hmm. And so I could see very easily, because I've been in this situation. I think we've all been in this situation where, you know, hey, that was the last card payment. Holy cow. I'm going to have an extra 300 bucks a month now. This is extra money every month and I'm going to put it away and I'm going to save it. And then Junior gets braces or whatever. Something happens, and all of a sudden you had a bunch of extra money, and now it's not extra anymore because you need that 300 bucks for this new expense that you now have. So when you charge your guest, and you're like, that's awesome. I got an extra whatever, 200 bucks a month. It's extra. And so awesome. So you can be very picky on who you choose to have pay you because they're paying you to get in front of your audience. And so then junior needs new braces and there goes the extra 200 bucks. That's now 200 bucks you need every month to pay for those braces. And now all of a sudden the standards for who can get on your show might dip a bit because, well, that payment's coming up in seven days. I got to get 200 bucks here somehow. And so you might lower the standards on your guests, which means you're not delivering as much value to your audience which means your audience might get slower. Notice there's a lot of mites in here. So your audience might get smaller, which means less people are probably going to want to pay to get in front of that audience. So I'm, I'm not against it. Please remember, you have to disclose that to the FTC that this person paid to be on here. You know, the following is a paid promotion brought to you by the school of podcasting or whatever you got to say. So I just, I see it when I see that I go, "Mm, if that was me, I can see myself getting into that kind of pickle. We'll just stick with the whole pickle theme today. So I don't know. What do you think, Jim? And that's uh, mine because that's yeah, how I yeah. was raised, basically. Um, I saw that question the other way around. Uh, uh, I think we should be paying our guests uh, for their time, mm. for their, for their, I mean, their expertise. Um, you know, in, in should we or should it be? Listen, if I if I have a bunch of advertisers and they're paying me to do this, you know, by paying a guest, I could get a better guest. Why wouldn't I pay the guest? Yeah. That's supply and demand. 
Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with compensating a co-host. You know, there's nothing. I mean, so, so hint, Dave, hint. I mean, is that a hint? You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> nothing wrong with compensating a co-host. So you listen. We've had that discussion. I say I don't want any money. Like all those guys. <laughs> but but um, it 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 definitely turns. It makes the relationship different. Like if you have a show, I think of Glenn's network, right? And he's mm-hmm. he's got all, and he needs people daily. Yeah. Well, when you have volunteers, like they go, you know, one day they're like, yeah, I can't make it, and you can't really. You can't really do anything when you're when it's their job and right. you're paying them to do this. You get a little more commitment from them, I think, and you can you can you, you, you get. I think you get more, and sometimes you get better. So, well, I, I think either way. The other thing to keep in mind: the guests on the Tonight Show are part of a union. <laughs> yes, and that's, that's a whole system. And that, that is a whole. That's probably system. why they're yeah. getting paid too, as yeah. well. Um, they only on when they have something new to promote. Right. I mean, that's the whole, you'd see, you know, Craig Ferguson was the best at blowing this away. He'd have guests on. He was supposed to be promoting a movie. He'd show the clip and then they'd never talk about the movie. And um, it, he just didn't care. But, you know, that's a whole different system than I think what we're talking about with podcasting. Yeah. I've never had anybody say, am I going to get paid to come on your show? Because they're again, trying, they're getting paid in exposure and i realize exposure is not a form of payment that they take at the grocery store you're like hey if i could just get this 150 dollars worth of groceries i'm going to tell everybody as soon as i walk out the door that giant eagle is the best supermarket i'm like i don't know that that's going to work but um for me it's always been it's not the size so if i want to get a big name let's say i want to get um i don't know gary v and i got to pay him you know five grand to come on the school of podcasting for me, it's not the size of the guest that brings the value. It's the size of the value that the guest brings that makes the guest. So I, I guess in in many ways, it's another yet example of how it just depends when it comes to, to podcasting. But it's an interesting question. Well, Craig kind of follows that up with a, with this with this, um, if if the audiences were the same size, would you see more value being a guest on a podcast or a live stream, Facebook, or YouTube? Like it, this, there's no there's no straight answer to this because mm-hmm. you just don't you you just don't know. I think you've got to make some calculated decisions to say where would I have the most impact based on the perceived audience of this individual. And Craig, you're still making a guess. Like it's just kind of like, well, you know, and. Is more, Dave, is more time better than less time? You know, do, if I go on the book, say I write a book and I go, what do they, they call that a junket? When yeah. you when you do all these The things. press junket, yes. The press junket. You know, you do, I just love that word, junket. Um, it, if you, it's, is there too many of those that you can do? Like, could you get to a point where you're in so many places? People start like, oh, not that guy again. Yes. You know, not the, you know, not the flex tape guy. Ah, well, I, so, I don't know. I know for me, look, I love Michael Hyatt. I still read his book platform about every year. It's it's a good kind of like, you know, how different sports teams would be like, we need to get back to the basics. We got to go back to tackling and blah, blah, blah. Well, to me, the, the book is called um, mm-hmm, Get Noticed in a, a Noisy World. It is it's driving me nuts. I love the book so much. I can't remember the name of it. Um, platform get get noticed in a noisy world um, but come December Michael has now kind of switched to being a productivity guru 
And so when you come December and we're close to January and planning for your new year, it's Michael Hyatt season. And there are many podcasts that I'm like, oh, it's another Mike. And it's it's all the same interview. Like, how? let's talk about productivity. Let's talk about setting smart goals. And I'm like, look, I love Michael Hyatt, but I, I really don't need to hear about smart goals again. Um, so... Uh, well, Chris, Chris says, um, I'm all about the creator economy, but paying someone to be on your show actually devalues your overall brand. Chris, I, that's a, I'm not sure that's true to be honest, but plus getting a big guest once or twice doesn't help long-term. Yeah. You know, listen, I, I, that second statement, let me bring that back up. Cause I definitely agree. Getting a guest, getting a big guest likely will not move the needle long-term, right? You're going to get a bump. But you may pick up a few. Like I think, I think you got to be doing all of these things. Like well, this is, and don't just say like if I pay somebody, it devalues my brand. Well, he, I, I think, I think that's not he, that's not true. I think what he's saying is, look, I've got this many listeners, and I'm going to put you in front of them, and they go, yeah, I'm going to need some more money. That it devalues the audience yeah, that but you have. It's supply and demand. If they if if they bring enough value. Right. Listen, if you're just paying them and they're not bringing value, you just wasted your money, right? Yeah. But if you paid them and they they were excellent and they brought great value to 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 the program. I I have a I've got a blogger that comes on Home Gadget Geeks from time to time and I should probably pay her. She's great. She's great for my brand. <laughs> She's great for what we do. She's great for the the tech side of things, I could easily and probably should compensate her because she always says yes every time she comes on. You know, she every so yeah, I'm not necessarily so sure I, I totally agree with that statement, Chris, but I get it. I get where we're going with it. And it's a good it's a good dialogue, I think, to have. And I think a lot of people I, I think a lot of people I think there are some folks who feel like if I paid if I pay for anything from a guest perspective it it feels awkward and weird. I had a right? and I get that. I had a very awkward conversation yesterday where I'm going to be speaking at an event and you know through the whole thing like I'm not super picky on where I will talk. Like you give me a stage, sure. And so I get this meeting it's like oh you need to speak to so and so. So I get there and she's like oh I, we just wanted to go over what's expected. And I was like oh okay. And like, I have to email X amount of times and blah, blah, blah. And then um, the person said, and I might even come on your show and do a spot. And I was like, um, cause it's for musicians and artists. And I go, I'm not sure that's a good fit. And I go, I don't want to waste your time. I said, because, mm-hmm. you know, my audience is looking to like how to start grow their podcast, not so much how to be a better musician. And it was awkward to kind of go, Hey, thanks so much for asking me to speak but you're not getting on my, I'll be happy to be on your stage, but you're not coming on mine. And that was awkward, but I was really kind of proud of myself. when I got done that. I was like, I even said, I said, this might be a deal breaker. I said, but that's not a good fit for me. I go, now I, I agree that musicians and artists and authors should have a podcast. Absolutely. I go, but my audience doesn't want to hear about the music business. They want to hear about the podcasting business. And she was like, no, no, it's cool. It's like, all right. But it was, it was awkward that, uh, you know, you have to make sure it's a good fit. And it was also kind of interesting that she had to really make sure, like, I have to like sign a contract that I will promote it. I said, I always promote anywhere I talk. I have a section of my show that says, here's where I'm going to be. 
and I have to mention it in my newsletter. And and there was such a focus on that that I was kind of like, I'm not really sure you're interested in my content and more in the size of my email list. That's where we were. Uh, that was the vibe I got. That it was like, because eh, she kept saying, oh, yeah, podcasting. Because I was like, musicians and podcasts? I'm like, yeah, I think they need one. But I think everybody needs a podcast. So mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. but it was just really, yeah. when you said it's, it, it gets kind of awkward. I'm like, yeah, awkward is. Uh, just, yeah. Money makes it weird, right? It's at that, at that point in the free economy, um, it, it, it kind of makes it weird. It's, you know, if you have a big guest on and you're expecting and you pay them zero and you're expecting them to promote it, it's not going to happen for the most part. I mean, they just don't do it. You know, and you're like, hey, I had you on. This is why, by the way, they're not very effective is because in a lot of cases, because you didn't, they, they didn't, there was no value to them. You just wasted an hour of their, I mean, they did it or they don't see it that way. You did the same exact interview that the last five people did. Right. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm not going to really tell my audience to go listen to this because they've already heard that, you know, Pat Flynn is not going to send his audience to somebody when you talk to him about the Green Academy uh, test that he helps people pass back in 2005. Like they've heard that yeah. story a million times. So uh, Chris is saying, my point is, can you get the cast, the guests without paying them? Your listeners and your watchers have to be made aware. If someone you want to pay uh, uh, some way, if you have someone you <laughs> want to pay to James point is totally different conversation. Yes. So yeah, that's it. I, I to me, if somebody says, yeah, I'm not coming on your show unless you pay me, I'm like, oh, that's okay. There's only about, I don't know, another 14 billion people I can ask that don't want paid. You know what I mean? But if it's Will Ferrell, I would love to know what Will Ferrell got paid to show up unless it's just more promotion on iHeart um, or whatever. But I'm sure he wasn't doing oh, I'm that sure, for No, free. I'm sure he got paid. Yeah. I'm sure he got paid. Yeah. No, no, right on. He sh- and he should have. Right? I mean. The people, there were people who came, I mean, the, the, you know, you're going to talk to Chris a little bit this afternoon. There's when they do these conferences, right? There's, they, they bring these names and pay them because they attract people. Right. Like the name recognition. I get this on the Gallup side. Tell me some famous people who've taken Clifton strengths. And I'm like, really? Like that, that's a famous person is what pushes you over the edge. (laughs) Really? Like, but they do, they do. Right. Yeah. And and I, (laughs) I'm not interested in what my strengths are. I want to know what, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, fill fill in the blank, you know, of whoever. I don't even want to mention any names anymore, but you know, you, you fill in the blank. So, I think strategically, if you have a guest that brings great value and it's their job, like this is what they do for a living, and you're going to you're going to see value out of it, a paying them is not inappropriate. Nor right. nor does it take away from the interview right? They're professionals for this. They should get paid, right? They should for the, that's their job. They should get paid to do it. And I think sometimes we, we devalue them when we don't. So there's, there's the other side of the, the equation. On well, that. that's uh, that I totally get. Cause I, as a musician, I was played plenty of times. I was paid in exposure and it is, yeah. re- again, it's really hard to buy groceries with exposure. <laughs> Well, yeah. just a different relationship happens when money is exchanged. Yeah, and, and I think there's just sometimes it's appropriate. Uh, it's appropriate when that happens. Yeah. Um. I just then hold on. Um. If the musician would run a podcast, he could talk about his experience. Yeah. If they had a podcast, 
Um, I have two interviews in the can of people that I interviewed because they were a little nervous starting and now they've had great success. So to me, that's a cool story. Um, and we're going to find out like one guy, uh, is a, was interesting. He was a, he's been a pilot for in the air force forever and, um, keynote speaker, like just tons of stuff. But when he went to start a podcast, he was a little nervous. And I was like, dude, I want to talk to you about that. Cause there are a lot of people that are just like you. So, um, so then the, no, the next question, of course, James is, yes. <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. How much should they get paid? What, whatever they ask. And then if you can't afford it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Or, or you say, I, um, I generally compensate my guests X, X amount, a hundred dollars, whatever for this, for this time. And, um, then, uh, if they say yes, you have it. I mean, it, it, again, it comes down to supply and demand. What, what are they willing to give up an hour of their time or whatever you need from them to be able, you well, know, to be able to do this? According to Uncle Google, in addition to travel costs, members of the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists who appear on post late news talk shows get a union mandated fee for their appearance currently of $553. So, I currently do not have $553 plus travel expenses to have someone come on my show. So I guess I'm not going to get the rock, you know, (laughs) that's actually cheap. 550 bucks. Yeah. That's not much. That's cheap. Yeah. That's yeah. For, for that kind of exposure. I mean, if I could get any of them on my show for 500 bucks, that's not necessarily what I, you know, especially listen, if I'm running a network or I'm running a podcast, that's making money. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I'm in it for the profit, this is another area where, where, you know, people say, how do, you know, how do I, how do I expand my podcast? It might pay to pay to, to bring a guest on and pay them. Listen, keynote speakers don't work for free. Every conference you've ever been to that keynote got paid for that hour to stand up there and say the same thing they said at the last keynote <laughs> that they did. Exactly. I've, I've been, I've been in this situation yeah. where I've seen the same guy twice and you're like, oh, yeah, that was the exact same thing, right? They got paid for yeah. that. Well, know? and it's, so it's something that they have practiced and made sure it has impact and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. D- DR wants to pay in Starbucks, by the way, and I'm always a fan of Starbucks. You can, <laughs> DR, I'll be on your show. I'm, I, you know, it's two lattes. That's what I charge, two, which is like $1,000. I, I do know people that have sent me T-shirts. Um, I've had somebody sent me an Amazon card, but I like it's yeah. those less, are more gifts, though, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 a way of saying. And, and the thing I kind of got out of it was like, look, I can send you an email and say thanks so much for being on the show. But when they say, hey, thanks so much for being on the show. By the way, here's a twenty five dollar gift certificate to Amazon. It's just a way of saying I, I really they're trying to do something above and beyond than just, hey, thanks, and, you know, I'll, I'll make it easy to share and that whole nine yards. So. Yeah, well, if it's like you say, I will go to Kim, who does video editing, right, or does does podcast editing stuff. I said, Kim, I tell you what, if you edit my edit and, and post my podcast, I'll put you in the credits, <laughs> right? That's, what you know, you're going to get, there's thousands of people that listen to my podcast. There's a, there's a, a possibility right. that somebody could see your name. Kim has a choice. 
Is that is that enough for her to be like, oh, yeah, no, that would actually be great. I will do it for that. Or she'd be like, which I hope she'd say, heck no. <laughs> no, right. no, I don't. I'm not going to work for your lousy credits, you know, type thing. Well, and, so, yeah. And so DR says, if the host pays, do you have to disclose? Yeah. Because they're pay, they're coming on the show. Because they're gonna, it's it's the same thing as if somebody wait if the host pays them. Let's see if they pay the think, host. I don't, I don't think you have no, to disclose. No, you don't. If I'm yeah, the host. yeah. If I'm paying a guest. No, I don't think you have to say yeah. this is a paid guest. Yeah, that I'm paying them to be here. Yeah, so it's. I've never seen if you're if you're if a company has paid you to advertise a product. Yeah, you definitely have to, to disclose. disclose. Yeah, this is the other yeah. way around. Right. So. Yeah, that's Dave, neither Dave or I are lawyers, and yes, we didn't even get a Holiday and Express last, <laughs> Express last night. <laughs> but that's um, yeah, it's uh, an interesting Craig, idea. This is, this is a good question. Do, do you have to disclose it to the IRS? Uh, again, it's an expense. It it depends on how it's paid and and what region you're in and what they consider income and some of those. If you're a paid speaker, if I if I worked for a, a conference and I got paid for it. In my here in the United States, based on what I do, that is taxable income. Yes. So yes, I have a, a stack of ten ninety nines waiting to be put into my my thing. So uh, yeah, just like Ed, affiliate money, like all that stuff here, at least in the United States, all that stuff is taxable. Yeah, and likewise, if you did pay someone to be on your show, and just to reiterate, can we just say blanket? We need to come up with a phrase. Um, blanket CYA here kind of thing. Like I'm not a tax lawyer or whatever, but you would want to ask your tax person, can I use paying the guest as a legit business expense, Mm -hmm. which would then lower your profit, which would lower the amount of taxes you have to pay on that. So um, yeah, definitely consult a tax (laughs) advisor on that. We don't talk about Bruno. I I mean, taxes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I need to watch that movie. Apparently. There's some movie where they don't talk about Bruno. I don't know what it is. It's a Pixar mm. something something. But um, um, can we can we switch gears? We I can think switch Gator gears. asked a question a little bit up there. I think we've beaten that dead horse. Yeah. Uh, Gator says I have a question. How, how do you tell listeners about Patreon without sounding like you're trying to sell them something? Ah. And first of all, you are trying to sell them something. Yes. <laughs> so just keep that in mind, Dave. Any any thoughts? I've got one on that. But any thoughts? Well, the reason people struggle with this is because they think they're a 1970s car salesman. And, you know, just, I'm trying to sell you a snake oil salesman. Well, I always say that negative stereotype, and my apologies to any 1970s uh, used car sales guys. Um, <laughs> just offended all of that's them. That's it. I'm not five. listening anymore. Is the That stereotype was the minute you drove it off the lot, it was going to fall apart. It was a bucket of bolts. And to that I say, is your podcast a bucket of bolts? And you go, no, I spent about 12 hours on every single episode. Okay, well, then don't worry about, oh, I don't want to be salesy because I hear that all the time. I don't want to be salesy. And I'm like, you're not being salesy. You're being helpful. So if it it might be something like, hey, if you like this show, you can actually get another episode uh, every month. You can get 25% more of this show by simply going to, and this is why you don't want to make it, askthepodcastcoach.com slash Patreon. Because what if something comes along better that doesn't take as much fees, then hence why we have askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, which goes to Patreon. But if Patreon ever, you know, 
goes out of business no. or starts deplatforming more people and I want to move, I can do that. Uh, but explain to them how they're going to benefit. Now, in my case, they get an invite to a group coaching. They We used to give them more content, but that was killing me. And I said, here's what's happening. You know, you're, it's kind of uh, the original idea of a patron goes back to the days of Beethoven where people would give them money to make their art because they wanted their art. And so that's kind of a little more what I'm doing here. Like, hey, if you'd like, if you got value out of this and you would like to give it back, here's how you do it. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So, Jim, what are your thoughts? You do have to mention yeah, I, it, though. You do. <laughs> you actually do. They won't find it by accident in most cases. I just say if you want to participate, like if you if you want to support us, we have a Patreon Head over to you know the average guy dot I do use I do use the, the the what you say don't but I say the average guy TV slash Patreon I have one plan like I but for 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 people I this in sales you have to present the opportunity that is there it's just part of the gig no one's gonna find it by accident and the more you apologize for it the worse it actually yeah. gets so don't apologize I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. This is the worst part of the show now, or I have to ask you to support us. I know it's terrible. Well, guess what? They're like, yeah, that is pretty terrible. Now that yeah. you've planted that in my mind, yeah. you know, as opposed to we got a rocking group of patrons who who are helping support the show. Would you? We'd like you to be one of them too. You can join it at blah 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 slash awesome or Patreon or whatever you want to do. Yeah, and it's got to be slowly, specifically, and confidently. You can't do the whole, hey, if if you kind of want to, like, you don't have yeah. to, like, maybe, you know, kind of support us, kind of, no. Um, and then it's like, oh, and the website is, that's what I'm going to do Patreon. No. Yeah. It's, hey, if you'd like to support the show, yeah. obviously, we are 59 minutes into this, um, or a, a minute, we're an hour and 10 minutes into this, you're still here, obviously, you're getting value. And I know that you often say, hey, Dave, thanks for all you do in the space. Well, if you'd like to do more than say thank you, you can Go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And if you support me $20 or more, you'll get an invite to a group coaching call that I do every single month. And you can get your podcast questions answered, you know, in private, if you'd like. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And that's it. And then, you know, it's um, Scott Johnson. Yeah, Scott Johnson does a good job. He has, he created basically a second podcast because he does what was that like? which is these, you know, like the one, the guy got mauled by a bear until he was basically a pile of mush and he's still around to, to tell the story. But Scott goes out and gets actual 911 calls. So it's it's something that's his audience would enjoy because they like weird stories and things like that. So he just puts out, in addition to getting the show advertising free, probably about once a month, he'll say, oh, there's a new episode of whatever he calls this segment of, of 911 calls. So it's another mm-hmm. bonus. But a lot mm-hmm. of times there are, well, think about this. If you, uh, I'm just getting ready to do this. I, I do a show called Leading the Bleeding. I've done one episode and it was uh, the goal of the, of the podcast. When we get back to why are you doing a podcast was to learn how to accept crypto for my podcast. I did one episode. I learned how to do it. And congratulations. My podcast is a success. I learned how to do that. But I'm also there. Look at that. Chris just gave us 10 bucks. So well, he totally proved me wrong, by the way. We never said give money here in super chat or whatever. And he just did it. So sometimes they do do it without asking. Yeah. So Chris, thanks. For um, that. But uh, 
my second episode that's going to come out is what's in it for the listener. And if you think about, have you ever been to a theater gym? You watch a, a movie, and at the end, people applaud. Yeah, yeah. Now think about that. Yeah. The actors, the producers, everybody involved in that movie is nowhere near that theater, right? They're yeah. in L.A. somewhere, and yet people are like, "I love Batman." You know, um, if you go to a theater, some people typically clap. I saw uh, Wicked in Cleveland once, and it was just a, an amazing, amazing play. And the minute that thing was done, standing ovation. Like no, you did, It wasn't like where the front row stood, and then everybody's like, ah, crap, we got to stand up. No, it was yeah, like people yeah. jumped to their feet. Then you have other people that will not only stand to their feet, but start screaming bravo. So the, the famous Adam Curry line is, never put a limit on how much your audience can support you. Because right. uh, working at GLOW... I've had people that, whatever, it's the, you know, uh, Binky and the Wiz show, and somebody's already giving them $25 a month. And they'll email Glow and say, hey, uh, I'm already supporting the show at $25 a month. How do I give them more? And I've had that happen three times now, where it's like, I, I want to give them more, and it won't let me because I'm already supporting them and blah, blah, blah. So you can have people support you. Now, with that said... The, uh, where are we at on time? Okay, good. The other thing is the, when I look at the people, when I did all the interviews for my book, uh, the typical, what's the word? Conversion rate is not, not 20%, uh, not, not 10%, not 5%. It's around 3%. Yeah. And that's if you're really, really good. Uh, the radio show Radio Lab, uh, one time did a kind of a fundraising thing, and they were trying to get up to one percent. And what's weird is this is back when Radio Lab was all like, "Oh my God, Radio Lab!" Where people that love that show love that show, and it, they were trying to get up to one percent. So keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, and the people that want to support you will, and those that don't won't. You know when. Well, when I changed yeah. how I was doing the Patreon thing, we're not doing the extra stuff and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I lost, I think, two, and I had three that upped it. They're like, oh, well, okay. If that's, you know, I want to really show my support. I was like, well, there you go. So it's very cool that way. You, you said a phrase, though, Dave, that I think is super important in, uh, in this, and I'll rephrase it differently. Do, do not, you know, do not, uh, you don't count them out or don't give them an out before they've, you know, before they've even done anything. In other words, they're wanting to give you money. You're, and then you're saying, Oh no, 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 don't, no, no, don't do oh, yeah. it. Like I'm not like sometimes, and I know you wouldn't say it that way, but it comes across that, you know, you're like it, when you do it, just ask for what you need and then move on. Yeah. George yeah. Robb is a, a guy I've known for ever. He's super funny. And George is a musician. And so his audience bought all of his CDs. He had, I think for a while, a coloring book and they bought that and they kept bugging him and like, Hey, like we want to. So finally he was like, okay, fine. And he made a Patreon and he's <laughs> now doing very well on that. But they were like, you know, and he was like, nah, it's, it's like you said, nah, nah. And nah. I am that way. Um, when I was married, I remember once, uh, my ex-wife was with me at a podcast event and people kept coming up and just, you know, love the show, blah, blah, blah. And I would always do some sort of like, 
you know, neg- uh, what's the word uh, where you kind of pick on yourself or you just deflect the, the comment. And uh, she said, you know what? There's something you need to work on. And I go, what? She goes, you are horrible at accepting compliments. You always mm-hmm. say something like, uh, she goes, if somebody says, Dave, I love your show. You're so funny. She said, you always say, yeah, but looks aren't everything. She goes, you never say, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, and he, she goes, you always deflect, you always deflect. And so if people want to support you, let them, uh, that's the thing. I mean, I listen to podcasts that I can listen to for free and I'm streaming crypto and I don't know how to explain it besides it just makes me feel good to give back. And that's, that's me. That doesn't mean every person's going to, again, we're going to be lucky if we, but I noticed, uh, in the fountain app at the end of the month, I'd given the no agenda show 11 bucks. And I was like, if that was 3% of their audience gave them 11 bucks, cause they have a huge audience. I mean, that would be a chunk of change. It's uh, it's one of the many streams of income you can try when it comes to, uh, to podcasting. Yeah, I, I've I've said this story before. I didn't have a way when I first started podcasting. I was like, no, I don't, I don't want, you know, I don't, don't, I, I do this for fun. I'm not interested. And I had a guy just like, I'm really disappointed. I can't give you my money. Yeah. And, I, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to steal, you know, I don't rob their joy <laughs> on this thing. And so, you know, there, there are, especially when people have feel a lot of gratitude and they want to support you in some way. Um, just give it to them and it doesn't have to, you don't have to make a big sales pitch, but you do have to have something there and available for them to be able to do it. Yeah. And you have to make it easy uh, if you yes. can. So yeah. that's where, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny because Jen Briney does the whole value for value thing on congressional dish.com. And if you go over there, it's like, here's my Venmo, here's my Zelle, here's my PayPal, here's my, uh, crypto number, whatever it's, it's she's, she will take goats, I think. Um, you know, small chickens, um, your third born, whatever you want to give Jen, she will take, uh, but she doesn't, yeah. she does. It's, it's interesting. Cause she bashes the, she doesn't bash. She just reports on what Congress is doing. And she actually just did a new episode called here are some good laws that got passed. And, uh, she was explaining that most of them, unfortunately were you ready for this. I don't want to get on a political thing, but again, going back to what did we learn? But, gonna, yeah, we go. <laughs> but, but what we learned in, in, on a podcast they came out with a 1,096-page bill to fund the government, and it got passed the next day. And she said, she goes, look, I could have tried to read that. And she goes, yeah. and even, she goes, then they come out with a summary that's like 400 pages, and it was just like, yep, that's 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 the U.S. government at their finest. Way to go, boys. Let's, uh, and I just want to go how, but that's, again, it's insight into, so Jen gives information that you can't get anyplace else. It should be on the news. They should have said, hey, that thousand page bill that came out yesterday got passed and nobody read it. That's why you've got all the stuff. But uh, it's always fun. Um, well, yeah, the other thing that you should do, because and I did this a little bit last week, but if you want to get likes, you got to actually tell people. Oh, that's hey, right. Like, you know, click down here. There's a little like button down there. <laughs> and if you just click on it, it helps us. So do that and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And you just because. It's the weirdest thing. People don't do it unless you tell them to. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should do that, right? And they then they will. Well, it's yeah. funny. I watch Tim Schmoyer is video creators. He's a YouTube, like, legit YouTube guru. And I was listening to him on the plane. He's the guy that told me about that Volley app that I've been playing with. And he said, from our studies 
and he helps it. He has a ton of people. He goes the whole click the like button, subscribe, ring the bell kind of, he goes, it's not working like it used to. Now he didn't say it doesn't work. It doesn't work like it used to. And so my last video on YouTube, I said, so I'm not going to be telling you to subscribe, like, and ring the bell. I said, because apparently it doesn't work when I say subscribe, like, and ring the bell. So in the future, I'm not going to be saying subscribe, like, and ring the bell. So I just kept saying it. It's like a running gag. And sure enough, I got more likes on that, that video. So yeah. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing when you say it, they actually will do it. You know, you, so you actually have to say it. Speaking of subscribing, I am playing with a, a new media, not a new media host. They've been around for a while. They had a thing on AppSumo called, I think it's podcast.co. And so my church wanted to have me start doing a podcast and I bought this forever ago. And I was like, I got this lifetime thing. So I started doing it and they were one of those again, I didn't do it, but they wanted to submit my show for me. And I went, here we go again with an anchor kind of move. Um, And so I said, no, I want to do it myself. If you are not on every platform, just you're, you're, I want to say shame on you. It's you're, you're missing the, it literally to submit to Apple podcasts, which has the most steps, two minutes and two seconds. And like Amazon was, I think 24 seconds. Uh, Google was like, it just copy paste, click, click. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I don't understand why people are not on every single app available, making it easy for your audience. Cause I was like, and it's one thing you do once. I mean, it literally probably for all the, like the top five, I think I did last night, I even did tune in and tune in by the way. Now I'm not going to send anybody to tune in to listen to my show because they put an ad up against it. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's not going to be promoted. I mean, I'll be there in case somebody stumbles across me, but I was like, uh, yeah. So it was, uh, it, Apple's approving in like minutes. It seems like now, well, like that's the fun thing is when you submit it at the bottom, it's like, here's your link. Like your yeah. link is there now. You're not indexed yet. You won't be searchable, right. but you, right. you've got that direct link. And, and I was making videos of this as I was doing this. And I was like, be sure to take these links and put them on your website. Do not send people to the app, send them to your website where they can click and go directly to your show. So you don't have to go, well, I searched for it and I didn't right. come up, but I had to search for Dave Jackson to find your show. And I'm like, yep. Welcome to the lovely land of podcast search. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, and then, um, oh, I know this person's real name. He's actually in, he and this, me and this person are volleying back and forth. Uh, I found your tip about India. Great one. I am still not there, but it's food for thought. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I don't even understand the, the frames, but like expat, I'm like, how does that mean American living somewhere else? Cause they're, they were a patriot. And and now they're not like why isn't it like X USA or uh, to me I just I find that name because to me X expat sounds like I'm not a patriot anymore, which means I I don't like America and maybe that's why you left I don't know it's just a weird thing, <laughs> but there are a lot of expats that would love to listen to your show, and uh, why not you know I get a couple hundred downloads a month from people in India and I was like their money spends just as good as anybody else's. Um, yeah, uh, DR says you want to call people buttheads who are not on every single, it just makes me scratch my head because the thing I get over and over is I'm trying to grow my audience. Like, okay. And I go in, I go to their website and they've got a link to Apple and Spotify. 
that's it. And I was like, all right. Or my favorite is they just have Apple. And I go, you do know that 70 plus percent of Europe is on an Android phone. And when you send them an, an Apple link, at least now they can listen to it. And five years ago, you sent somebody an Apple link on an Android phone. It just was like, just like, just nothing. So it's, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Craig says he's an expatriate like me. So I just, I, I find that name confusing. Like, cause I, I think of Patriot as someone who's, you know, well, we have a de- it's, we have a definitely an American kind of feel for that word. Yeah, you know, and so using it, it actually means to send into exile. So that's the original. That's kind of the original term of that. You're giving up the rights to your homeland, is what it means. You mm-hmm. move to another country. You're you've become a you've become a citizen or whatever. I think we use that term a little loosely now uh, to it, and from its from its original. Um, you know, from its original use, but yeah, that's kind of yeah. what, that's where it comes from. Well, SP has chimed in. I, I hear I was all worried that nobody was reading these bills. He says not to get political, but versions of bills are drafted in committee weeks or months in advance. And during coordination between the two houses, there's plenty of time to read it. Well, that's good to hear. Cause I found it really like disheartening that our government was voting on things that they probably had yeah, no I chance think- to read if it gets to that point where it's all put together and it hasn't been read by those committees, like there's probably a bigger problem because they, they're all agreeing to it. So I think there is some prep time going into it. Before. I hope so. It's not just like, okay, here you go. You got one day. You've never seen this before. <laughs> doesn't mean they take the time to do right. it. There's a lot of things going on there, but uh, I think certainly they have more time than it appears. Yeah. Well, Jim, what's coming up on um, home gadget geeks this week? Yeah, you know, you asked me that question. All of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, what did we talk about? Anyways, John Biggs, you know, some of those, that was just two days ago. John Biggs, a uh, listener, came on. Talk about health tracking gadgets. So we spent a bunch of time Ooh. looking at things like 23andMe and Inside Tracker. Ooh. And there's some things like he his Garmin watch kind of tracks his sleep and sleep cycles and battery. They call it something battery. Uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways. Lots of fun if you're if you're crazy about your health. We talk about it this week. Be posting it a little bit later today. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I love my aura ring. My aura ring is like, hey, yeah. like you yeah. got some good sleep, but your heart rate is still saying you should probably go back to bed. And I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I had, uh, I gave myself food poisoning, and it figured it out. It's like, man, you're like something is not right with you. And I'm like, yeah. no kidding, kids. Uh, I, I may do the Oro Ring. I have the Apple Watch. Yeah. I may do the Oro Ring just because I, I don't like wearing this to bed. Yeah, you know? that's it. That's the thing I like about it. So uh, on the School of Podcasting, I mentioned I have two interviews, and one of those is going to make it to the the public. I just need to uh, to edit them and get it out. And um, so thanks to, uh, of course, Mark at PodcastBranding.co, uh, Dan over at BasedOnATrueStoryPodcast.com, and James at dogpodcastnetwork.com. And uh, thanks to the chat room, uh, 21 people hanging out there. That is a full classroom that could be listening to Sirius or another podcast or HBO Max or Apple. And you are here, and we deeply appreciate that. And, of course, thanks to our awesome supporters. Go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And special thanks again to Chris for the super chat. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate that. 